Hey guys, what's up? My name is Leslie, your co-host here today. I'm here with Kevin and Ame. Okay, so basically today, um, today will be our first ever podcast. Wait for it. Our name is the Chutamate Podcast. Yeah. yeah. So we will go into the details later on why we decided to name it Chotamate. Um, but however, we will also be introducing ourselves, you know, brief background, where we came from, this and that, how we ended up in Japan. And lastly, we'll just wrap it up saying why we decided to do this podcast, okay? So without further ado, um, Ame, go ahead and introduce yourself. All right. So my name is Rania Amira Muliono, but... Wow, that's a everyone- long name, it is. It, is. It, it is. is quite a long name. Not the longest. Other people right. in Indonesia has longer names. Okay, so you're from Indonesia, all right? Okay. But everyone calls me Ame. Um, you can just call me Ame, Ame-chan, Ame-san. I love it all. Okay. Which, for those of you who don't know, Ame in Japan means rain. And candy. So really, nice I did not know that. Yeah. So um, I'm originally from Jakarta, Indonesia. Uh, I was born and raised in Jakarta, and now I'm coming on my third year or two and a half year living in Japan. Uh, I'm 21 years old, and I'm a third year student. Where? Wow. <laughs> yeah. Wow. Impressive, I know. Impressive. <laughs> so, um, I'll tell you a little bit more about myself. Um, my hobbies include watching netflix as many i of mean you. isn't it for all <laughs> yes i would assume i would assume it's very relatable yes um i love listening to music i also really love cooking Chotomate. Chotomate. oh all right go ahead leslie go ahead oh, what type of music do you like listening to uh man i listen to everything including Country music. <laughs> hey, country, country music. roads take me home. No, for real, country roads take me home is actually my number one song. To the place I belong. Karaoke, exactly. I love yes. that. I love that too. Every love time it. I go karaoke, that's my first song. Honestly, love <laughs> it. Um. What yeah. do you like to cook then? What do you like to cook? Oh, um, I cook everything. She uh, does. Really? She's been cooking for vegan stuff. Has it been vegan stuff or what has it been? Well, I I have been experimenting with uh vegan food, vegetarian options as well. I think it's a a good challenge. And you know, sometimes when the wallet doesn't help, you gotta go vegetarians. You know, it's <laughs> cheaper, but, ladies and gents. Isn't it expensive in Japan? You know, like the vegetables and all that stuff being expensive, like being a vegetarian. Yeah, I thought meat is cheaper than a vegetable. Or am I wrong? You're not completely wrong. <laughs> Hence, I am not fully vegetarian, nor am I vegan. Right. I just like to experiment okay. with vegan food and vegetarian food. Makes sense, makes sense. Just to have a challenge for myself. Okay. All right, I see, I see. Um, I guess that's my overall introduction. Uh, Wait, what school about- do you go to? Oh, Good question. Wait, should should we say at the very end, all of us? We should. We should. We should all surprise. We should surprise everyone. Okay. We'll keep it tense. Okay. Okay. So good. I guess now we we'll can keep head you guys on. in suspense. Right. Right. 
now we can head on to Kevin's introduction. All right. Also. Okay. So, as you guys mentioned, my name is Kevin, and uh, I was born in the United States. I grew up in the United States, San Francisco, Bay Area. And though I'm actually uh, Taiwanese, so yeah, I mean, that's not. I mean, yeah, just yeah, that's my background. <laughs> But yeah, take pride in it. Take pride. Come on, Kevin. Is your favorite word yeah or chotomate? <laughs> I would say chotomate since I moved to Japan for a while for like two two and a half years already. So I kind of started to use the word chotomate quite often. Yeah. But yeah, you know. Anyway, so my, I'm 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 right now I'm 22 years old. Low, I'm supposed to be last year of university, live students. But since of the pandemic, I actually took a gap year. So right now I'm third year. Was it a gap year or a semester? It was a gap year. For, oh, okay. Yeah, because mm. um. So does that yeah. mean you're graduating with 18 KC? I am, yeah, I no, 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 I'm not. I'm supposed to graduate like September this year, but since I'm taking the, I took the gap year, so that makes me delaying a year. So you're 18. You're gonna graduate with me then? I guess so. Yeah, I think yes. Oh, fun! Yeah, <laughs> yeah. I'm. I'm still having some confusion about whether I'm when I'm gonna graduate. So we'll see. As long as you don't fail, you'll be alright. As as, yeah, as long as I get enough credit <laughs> and finish my, you know, graduation essays, right. then I guess I'm good to go. Right. Yeah. Anyway, so um, well, besides being a student, I'm also a music producer, and a DJ, and a racing driver. I would say. So that's well, music producer. I produce a lot of different music. Such as house music, electronic dance music, and recently I'm actually experimenting lo-fi music. Are you guys familiar with lo-fi music? I love I lo-fi am, music. I, I know, right? Yeah, that's why I started to try uh, create some lo-fi vibes and music. And well, I guess because I was pretty stressed doing the university life, <laughs> and I found lo-fi music was pretty a nice tool for me to feel in. To relax, to feel more comfortable and chill right. during night when I'm writing a report or writing exactly, some essay. Exactly. So lo-fi music actually helped me to, you know, relax all the time, and that's why I decided to create lo-fi music. And DJ, I mean, before making music, I was actually a DJ, and I worked in different clubs in the United States and Taiwan. And I tried to find a club in Japan, but then. You know, I'm not really speak. I don't really speak Japanese, so but I'm still trying to find some place that I can really DJ. So yeah, dude. And uh, but right now I'm actually focusing on music production than DJing because you know the night life is pretty stress. Pretty. I still I still have to manage my student life. Like I have to go to school in the morning, so that means I really need to rest during night. So basically, exactly. I'm quitting my DJ job. Yeah. So you were kind of living a Hannah Montana life, student yeah. by day and a rock star by night. Well, that was that was like that was kind of yeah. But then I realized I I I didn't have that that much energy, you know. I still really need to store some energy for school, you know, because learning is really learning matters. Then have a of DJ, of course, yeah, especially in a nation household, I would say exactly like 
like my parents they are Taiwanese and then they're pretty much an age like tiger parents I should say tiger tiger. So that's, that's the term we describe parents who are really strict I'm not sure if you guys heard of it tiger parents like Chinese you know Chinese culture tiger parents so yeah like they are pretty much really strict and then they they were the one that told me to quit my DJ job so I was like maybe they were half right or half wrong but I realized yeah maybe I should stop for a while and focus on school but then I didn't I, didn't, I haven't started my music production so I'm still continuing my music uh, production so at what age was all of this at like sorry at what age was all of this happening yeah yeah no at what age oh what age uh, sorry my bad uh, it's a uh, it's like a couple of years ago i would say like 16 or 17 years so you I were still in high school when i was still in high school yes okay yeah so that and makes then, sense. i, mean, I, I continue that... to do it sorry i continue to do it till like first year and second year of college till the point that my parents really told me to you know kevin you, should, you really should stop doing it like you just quit your DJ job. And this is a this is a, gonna be a really interesting um, podcast episode number. I know, right? Something. Kevin's yeah, I got life so story. many stuff to share. Yeah. Kevin's DJ life story. We should yeah. remember that audience. We'll we'll get that episode soon. Yeah. Later. Feel free to ask more questions. Yeah. Right. I'm, I'm willing to share my every know my story. Exactly. Anyways, so I mean that's my DJ and music production life. Then, as I mentioned. I'm also a racing driver. Like Leslie, pretty much know I'm a racing driver, right? Yes, so, I've heard it all. Yes. So, because basically she asked me like, "How's my race go every week?" Back in the day, because so. you would tell me because because okay, so guys, basically last year we had to work together for like almost a whole year, and we were partnered up, and well, as you know, as we need to make pod make make hard points you know make reports make all these different things mr kevin over here would be oh sorry i can't i'm busy so you know i was like hey how was your race at least ask afterwards you know hey for a couple of times he got first place you know my homie over here i'm proud of him yeah i mean okay so uh i started to race when i was like 13 years old oh wow that's quite young that's yeah. quite young, yeah. Or like go karting, you know, karting, right? For go kart race. Yeah, yeah. So it's a it's a small race car. I wouldn't say it's a race car. It's just a go kart, you know. So I raced with that, and then for a couple of years till the age of eighteen, I started to uh, I work with Porsche, Porsche Motorsport, Porsche the car brand Porsche, and then I joined their uh, academy, like the racing academy. So I go there on the weekends, and I train like with simulators and sometimes we, we race in real cars, but you know, it actually costs a lot of money to race in real cars. So, oh yeah. It, it couldn't be, it couldn't be cheap. Wait, yeah. so how much are we talking about? Cause I have no idea about racing. Cause Roughly before this podcast guys, these two people were like, I'm in Kevin. We're just going on about F uh, formula one. And I was just here sitting <laughs> on my phone. Like nothing, nothing they were talking I mean, about. I mean, I could, I could, I could become a formula one driver if I really, you know, go hard on racing. But then at the end, it really costs a lot of money. Right. I, I mean, you probably know that it yeah. costs like nearly probably like 10 mil, million USD in order, or maybe more than that to Yeah. It's not a, an easy, it's not a cheap sport. Like the dedication parents has to, you know, spend money on 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 a kid to 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 race but maybe she, this person would lose the seat 
because of other you know things. It's just it's 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 really risky for for parents to to Damn, you know, train I their not kids. I didn't know that it would be that expensive. So yeah, so that's why I didn't you know I didn't go like fully professional. But but then I signed off with this training program, and then at the age of eighteen, before after finishing all the go kart races, and then uh, like till till now I I got some races like G it's called GT series like. Uh, it's called Porsche GT3 Cup, so we be, we don't we don't we don't race in Formula cars, but we race in like sport cars, but being modified as a uh, you know racing car. I don't know how, I don't know how to explain it, but yeah, it's too professional to to you know to explain. Okay. It. But, but anyway, just I race every weekend, and then yeah, and since I race, I have to train myself every day. I go to gym, I do cardio, I do muscle training. I've seen I've seen recently on your Instagram stories, you know, they're trying to eat healthier, you know. Yeah. Gotta get, gotta get those gains. Like, gotta, yeah, gotta get more muscle, you know, gotta get rid of the fat. And then I, I have to do, like, cardio every day. Like, today I went to cycling. You know, I cycling for, like, 100 kilometers every day. Wait, as in, as in a cycle class? Or, like, you actually just went on a No, no, no. Actually, actually, I have my own, you know, road bike. I, I have to, like, literally go to cycling. Yeah. I see, because I, I personally want to try a cycling class. <laughs> yeah, this is not Soul Cycle, Leslie. <laughs> this is yeah. not the LA Soul Cycle type beat. I'm sorry, yeah. but I want to try something. Yeah, honestly, me too. <laughs> I mean, and it's gonna be another yoga. Panel. At first, at first, you guys might suffer, you know, from the, you know, some from breathing, but then at at the end, you get used to it. Yeah, you get used to it. So yeah, I eat healthy food. I have to eat healthy food to gain muscles. To get, uh, I have to take a lot of proteins to maintain my uh, muscles, and then I train basically every day. So I would say I maybe some like maybe you guys would think I'm having a tough life, but at the end, I I I, I admit I, I at first I was kind of struggling because you know you have to eat like chicken breast without any sauce, That's and you have to. Nah, man, like, imagine if you eat it for, like, a two months or three Leslie, months. Leslie, come on. Yeah, dude. When like, I first... got back from Indonesia, that's all I had to eat. Chicken breast. That's all come I could on, eat because I got freaking stomach. What if, what if I tell you to eat chicken breast every meal? Would you be able to survive? Would you eat? I mean, no, I like, love chicken without breast. Without any sauce. I like dried chicken breast. Just boil it. It's, like, the best thing ever. I don't know. Maybe for like one that. day. But if I tell you to eat it for a week, maybe you would just be like, oh, man, just kill me, please. I think this is also a potential podcast episode, guys. The chicken breast episode. The this is breast. gonna be an interesting debate <laughs> right here. That is very true. Exactly. Okay. Right. So, yeah, that's basically my life. Busy, Man. busy life. But as long as you're enjoying it, that's all that really matters. I would say. Honestly, Kevin's introduction made my introduction feels pathetic. <laughs> Come on, man! Don't be that. We all we are different human, you know. We got different lives. Everyone okay. has an interesting life. How about we head into um our final host, Leslie's introduction? Go ahead, right. Leslie. Okay, so guys, as y'all know, my name is Leslie. Um, basically, I was born and raised in Texas. Um, but you know, what? How are Howdy, yeah. No, I don't. I've never said howdy in my life. Um, but do they actually say howdy every time when they see each other in Texas? As, yeah, especially up north, you're like howdy. Is it like a what's up? <laughs> I've 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 heard it a like a couple of times, but 
but like, not, howdy. not a lot. Yeah, howdy. howdy. Can I get my beer? Howdy. Yeah, and then be like, <laughs> where's my cool beer, Mervian? Where's my cool beer? <laughs> I mean, it's not like that, <laughs> Look at those cornfield. It's corn. Um, but basically, yeah, my parents uh, are from Mexico, so I used to live in the border in Texas, so I would always go back and forth to Mexico. You know, if I was craving some tacos, just across the border, just five minutes, I would be there eating some greasy, good tacos from the street. What, Taco Bell? No, that's a disgrace. No Taco Bell for me. Um, but yeah, so I lived all my life in the valley, the Rio Grande Valley in Texas, and then I moved to Japan when I was 16. Why? Why? Because of my dad's job. Okay. So they transferred him over here and I ended up in Sendai, Japan. Were you happy when you moved to Japan? I was so excited. I was like, yes, let's go. Moving to Japan across the world. (laughs) No, tell us the the percentage. Like, were you like 80% happy and 20% sad or were you just 100% excited for Japan trip? I mean, I mean I Japan was, like, part of me was sad that I was leaving you know my family my friends everything kind of behind my life because I've never come to Japan I had never seen how Japan I mean my dad had told me stories because my dad had been coming for like quite some time to Japan but aside from that I didn't know much of it I didn't know the culture itself I only knew Omizuku the Thai when I first got to Japan <laughs> So asking water, yeah, that's the first survival skill in Japan. You need need access to water, yes, indeed. Exactly. So in the restaurant, I'd be like, "Um, (laughs) "That was my go-to word," and that was pretty much it, you know. So I went to an international school just like Kevin did. Um, Keep in mind, though, I think Kevin's school was a lot bigger than mine. Mine had a hundred, less than a hundred kids. From pre-K to high school. Well, that's pretty small. That is small. My first year there, only one person graduated. And my graduation class was four students, including myself. Wow. Yes. So it was well, quite that's small. that's small. Not going to lie. I was expecting to be, be like maybe 100, 100 students for each year. But then, you know. Oh, I wish. No. Oh, no. Keep in mind, I was coming from a school where, you know, I had 1,500 kids. And so, you know. Wow. And then here I am in like a school less than a hundred. I was like, damn, okay. But you create like good friends and everything. So that's all that really matters, I would say. Okay. Yeah. And then well, I moved to Tokyo, well, Yokohama for university, which we will not reveal yet. <laughs> we all go to the same university, guys, by the way. Yeah, Megaku. Exactly. <laughs> We're not <laughs> revealing. <laughs> I mean, I'm proud of being a Megaku student, so. Oh, hell yeah. Hell yeah, yeah. man. Yeah. Lovely place. Yeah. It is. It really is. So, I mean, basically, yeah. And I've been living in a dorm ever since, which my dorm is pretty cool, actually. I get to have, I get to meet different people from different universities. So, especially there's a lot of KO students there. You know, Nichidai, all these different schools, which is pretty, pretty, I like it. My hobby is just like Ame is literally Netflix and YouTube. <laughs> of course. That is that is the way to go. I love going to the beach. I love tanning. People always say you're going to get cancer. I mean, when it comes to tanning, there's no other way. <laughs> I mean, as long as you get sunscreen, then that's fine, right? You're you, true. I, I, I don't use sunscreen. 
<laughs> Bro, I suggest you to use it in order to avoid skin cancer. True. Really, I mean, you need it, man. I 100% support that. Yeah. Like, like, okay, so for example, it. yesterday, yesterday I went to uh, a baseball game here in Sendai, you know, Rakuten versus um, uh, Fukuoka softball, I mean, not softball, uh, softbank. Um, everyone in my family got suntan except for me. Everyone. And none of us had sunblock on because it was quite cloudy. Everyone got like tanned and I didn't. So um, it gets, it's like, it's really hard for me to tan. <laughs> Maybe you can't get used to it. You know, like, yeah, when I started cycling outside, like, first couple of times, I got some burn, but then right after, like, multiple times of cycling outside with a stronger sound, under a stronger sound, uh, I kind of get used to it. Yeah, exactly. I don't get any sunburn anymore, yeah. I don't know, but just going to the beach in general for me is very relaxing. I just, you know, um, it was there when, you know, after a very sad situation you know we went to the beach it was it was really relaxing just listening to the waves and stuff so yeah that's pretty much it for me guys so and i wish i can go back to japan right now man i want to go to the beach yeah the beach i mean basically i just want to go to enoshima <laughs> so so kevin you're in taiwan now right yes i'm in just taiwan because the of the pandemic know. yes i'm in taiwan Boring life, you know, stay at home every day because of the pandemic. The government set up a really strict regulations of going out. Basically, every, like, all the restaurants are closed besides takeout. But, yeah. How about uh, the vaccination? Have you guys been vaccinated already? Yeah, and luckily, I was, I, was, I was really lucky enough to get the first vaccine. Okay, so that's good. And I'm still waiting for the second one. And then, actually, I want to thank Japan for donating, like, millions of doses Taiwan. I don't know if you've heard of it, but Japan actually donated around like roughly like 200 and wait, 250. I'm not sure, 2.5, 2.5 million uh, vaccine to Taiwan. So, yeah, thank you, Japan. So, speaking of Japan, should we get into the topic of uh, why we're all here today? Why the one thing we have in common, which is being uh, a student in well, a Japanese university? First thing first, I would just say I'm a, you know, I'm a type of person that really, really wants to share my experience with others and become the, you know, become the, the guy that always share good good memories and good stuff and good, good experiences in Japan. Because deep in my heart, I really love Japan. Not just the culture, not just the food, but everything that I really like. Okay. How about you, Leslie? I mean, Besides the fact that you actually moved here before coming to university. What made you decide, okay, I want to I wanna go to university in Japan as well? <laughs> well, if I'm being honest with you, um, one of the reasons why I said stay in Japan is because I, said, I told myself that in university I would become fluent in Nihongo. Then more... <laughs> Look at me here. <laughs> How's that going? I'm five years <laughs> in and nothing. That's a shame. I mean, it like I understand a lot more now, yes. But when it comes to speaking, it's just like I cannot. I feel so nervous because you, you guys understand when you're like, you literally just say one word, like for example, chotomate or daijibu. And they're like, 
<laughs> I mean, keep in mind that for us, Japanese would be what our third language. Exactly. Yeah. For yeah. all of us, right? Yeah, third language. Yeah. So Leslie, you're fluent in English and Spanish. Exactly. Yes. Kevin, you would be fluent in English, English and Chinese. And Chinese. Chinese. Yeah. And I'm fluent in Bahasa and English. So Is Japanese. Bahasa the Indonesian language. Yeah. Okay. Is it like an official language in, in Indonesia? Yes. So you guys speak that in like in majority of groups, people. Yes. I see. So J- Japanese for all of us is our third language. Language. Yeah. And it's not easy. Well, right. you know, we right. should admit that. So especially <laughs> when we are talking about like using different like for example, if you're talking to someone that's I would say older than you, then you are supposed to use da-da-da-da-da, masu. The kego, The kego. The kego, right. That's the word, the kego. And then, since I'm actually learning Japanese right now, the first uh, phrase or first thing I learn is kego, right? Yeah, so exactly. That's what they teach you at school, yeah. Exactly. When I'm trying to speak with someone else, that someone who is, that's just my friend, my Japanese friend, my, my you know, my classmates, when I use the kind of weird but then i'm still trying to you know use a chill more like non-kego uh, japanese that's that's one thing i see like that's not okay and i mean it's it's okay to teach us educational you know kego of course to talk to our elderly but i feel like it would make it easier for us to learn japanese if they were to teach us like normal speaking japanese when you're speaking to your friends or to like maybe your parents or something like that because it, I think I feel like it's less hard so you'll be more motivated to actually learn it and then once you like have you know embrace that like you know what's the word what's the word guys I lost the word once you become fluent in that like in that lingo right. you know, when speaking master to your it. friends and your family yeah once you mastered it mastered it yeah um It'll be e- a lot easier to learn learn Kago in my experience, and, and you know that's what I think at least. Well, I think enough for today, right? I think we share a lot of information. Yeah, I'm so sure... we must follow our um, yeah. What like why we're here? Why we started this podcast? Right, and so... as well as why its name. The podcast. Right, 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 right. So I guess guess in terms of what we'll be uh, talking mostly about in this podcast, I think we'll focus more about um, school life or um, and like what it's like being a foreigner in Japan. Uh, We'll talk about our struggles. We'll talk about our uh, fun times, the rewarding times, and just like the general feeling of um, our life here in Japan as foreigners. Exactly. Yeah. Right. I guess. So, yeah. the reason who will be the person to reveal on why we decided to name this podcast. So, basically, the word Chotomate, well, this, this, this word is actually being used quite often in the Japanese right. culture, right? <laughs> it like, is, especially I, in our vocabulary. Yeah. 
<laughs> and then, well, when I was learning Japanese, I quite often use Jotomate. You know why? Because when the teacher is speaking, I I found it pretty fast. So I often tell her to, you know, Jotomate, like, wait, please. Like, Jotomate, can you slow down? So I would say Jotomate is my favorite word, especially when I'm also trying to speak Japanese in the public in Japan. When they speak too fast, I will use the word Jotomate. To, yeah, you know. To so re- I guess yeah, repeat. So I guess the name, you know, the Chotamate podcast comes along um, from it's just our stick general, in our daily life. The yeah, word. and our yeah. general um, usage of the word Chotamate exactly. in our daily yeah. life. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So we de- uh, we decided to name our podcast the Chotamate podcast, and it also has a nice ring to it. Uh, ring to it, don't you think? Yeah, I think so. It sounds the Chotomate podcast. <laughs> yeah, the Chotomate podcast. Yeah. Sounds, You're sounds listening enough. to the Chotomate podcast. podcast. It just flows. I think it just flows. It's right. just really catchy, right? Yeah. yeah. The one thing I want to say about the word Chotomate. So that was one of the few words I learned, you know, being in Japan. One of the, the first words I learned. The reason being, it always sticks, you know, was because, you know, Tomate. Tomate, you know, if you take out the cho, it's tomate. And in Spanish, tomate means tomato. Tomato, right? Yeah. So, <laughs> it's just like cho, tomate. You know? So that's All right. Learned, yeah, that's how I learned the word cho tomate. And until this day, you know, you see it on the floor, cho tomate, and it's just like, hey, a tomato. <laughs> All right, you do you, Leslie. Yeah. It's, I don't know if you guys have this, but when you're like learning Japanese, you try to remember, like, you know, like chotomate or, like, for example, what other word? Um, asagohan. Well, it reminds me of something that I cannot say in this podcast, but I think we all, you know, know what it is. That the first word, at least. Right. Okay. Yeah. So I try to remember. We get it. We get it. We, we get you, it. Yeah. yeah. So that's how I try to remember my Japanese words. <laughs> I don't know about y'all. Um. But yeah, anything else that you guys want to add over here? I think enough for, the, for today, right? Because I guess I share enough information Wait, for myself. We haven't revealed what school we go to. Right. I thought we. I thought I said it. I mean, Kevin Meiji, said it. Meiji Gakuen. Yeah. So, guys, we go to Meiji Gakuen. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> we go to Meiji Gakuen Daigaku. Meiji Gakuen Daigaku. Located in Yokohama. Uh, not the Meiji Kutsuka. University. Not the Meiji. The Meiji Gakuin. The Gakuin. You gotta emphasize the Gakuin. You gotta emphasize the Gakuin. That is very true. We go to Meiji Gakuin Daigaku. However, all three of us are in different years. So, Kevin is... Third? No, you're, 17, you're 17 KC, right? Yes. So, basically, guys, we're, um, we're all studying. All three of us are studying global and transcultural studies. Which to Nihongo, like into Japanese, it translates to um, Kutsai Kutsai yeah, yeah, so that's why it's called KC. So Kevin is 17 KC, September entrance, entrance, and he's 22. I am 18 KC, September entrance, and I am 21. And Ame is 19 KC, April entrance. And I'm also 21 years old. And she's also 21 years old, exactly. <laughs> um, I guess that kind of wraps our first Chotomate podcast episode. Yep. Um, 
We hope you guys like our, our first episode. Uh, yeah. Short but simple, but kind of long as well. Introduction, yeah. especially and, with Kevin's, you know, racing. Yeah, especially with Kevin's really, really interesting introduction. Thank you, I appreciate that. Yeah. If you if you guys are interested in listening about Kevin's, you know, racing live as well as his almost superstar DJ live. Let us know, and <laughs> we'll dedicate one podcast just about that. Right. So, thank you. Yeah. Thank you guys for tuning. Thank you guys, in. guys for listening. Uh, we hope you guys tune in. Uh, tune in for the next episode. Peace. Bye. See you guys. Have a wonderful day. Bye. Matane. <laughs> yeah, matane. <laughs>